Thank you. Praise Him. Praise the Lord. Oh, that is awesome. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. How many of you believe the scripture that if my people will pray and humble themselves, seek my face, that I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land? Can we pray a minute, church? Father, we come before you. And Lord, we lift up our brothers and our sisters. We lift up our fellow Americans in Nashville and the Tennessee area. Lord, the people have been devastated by the flooding. So many have lost everything. Lord, the fear that's uprising, Lord, there in the central part of the United States, the fear down in the Gulf area because of the oil slick. Father, you said you will heal the land. Lord, you can heal the Gulf. And all the effects of this disaster, you can heal it supernaturally before time. You can perform miracles. Lord, we pray that tomorrow will be a shift, not only over our land, but in government, in the church, in homes, in families, and in businesses. Lord, we just pray that, Lord, you heal all the area that's been affected by floods and the area that's been affected by, by tornadoes and, Lord, earthquakes and all these things that you said was coming in the end times, but you said, lift up your head. Our redemption draweth nigh. So, Father, we do not, you said, will I find faith? And many will, hearts will faint in fear. Lord, we pray that faith will rise in these areas that have been struck in. And we pray that, Lord, they will not give in to fear, but they will stand. We pray that they will seek you now more than ever. He says, if you will seek me, I will let you find me. And, Lord, we pray for an America that doesn't do lip service. But, Lord, if we humble ourselves and seek your face, Lord, let us be a church that serves you from our heart so that no matter what, we are serving you, not just by what we say, but we serve you by what we do. You will heal our land. We take you at your promise. Lord, we saw that Israel was saved one disaster after another. And Lord, we believe you for that miracle for our nation. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So please remember to pray tomorrow. If you have your Bibles, let's go to Hebrews. I know we're studying the book of Romans, but let's start off in Hebrews chapter 11 because we're going to be talking about one of the ones in faith. I've got some echo up here. Uh, Praise you, Jesus. Let's go to Hebrews 6. I'm sorry. Let's go to Hebrews 6, verse 12. The Living Bible says, Then you will not become spiritually dull and indifferent. Instead, you will follow the example of those who are going to inherit. Though, follow the example. Follow the example. There's something here we want to get a hold of that we're going to in the book of Romans. Follow the example. The Bible speaks of being imitators of God. Now it's talking about following the example of those who inherit God's promises. Because of their faith. Because, why? Because of their faith and their endurance. This is so important. 
Follow the example of those who are going to inherit God's promises. Verse 13. For example, here's an example. There was God's promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater, whereby God took an oath in his own name, saying, I will certainly bless you, and I will multiply the descendants beyond number. And Abraham waited patiently, and he received what God had promised. Now, when people take an oath, they call on someone greater than themselves to hold them to it. And without any question, that oath is binding. Amen. I want to uh, talk to you for a few moments about here. It says, follow the example. Now, there's something really interesting. Uh, some of us may be overly excited, but uh, some of you may know that Iron Man 2 is coming out Friday. Okay, you're not excited about it, so I'll act real cool about it. But Iron Man 2 is coming out. And you say, what does that have to do with that? He's a hero, a superhero. And believe it or not, what this is saying in the Word of God Follow the example, and it uses the word in the Hebrew, follow the example of heroes who have paved a path before you. Study them. When someone's your hero, you study them. I've shared with you for a number of weeks. Abraham was not a saint. He was not perfect. But he was an example. We're going to see in the book of Romans, it says that Abraham was made an example for us to follow, that we may receive the same thing he inherited. Now, follow me on this. Pay, pay, pay close attention. Because, for example, I'm going to tell my, my age, and some of y'all are going to remember, but how many of you had the $6 million, $6 million man as your hero? Anybody besides me? No? Okay, a few of us. Okay, a few of us had a $6 million. Uh, you must have had uh, the bionic woman. Uh, okay. Anyway, when I was a kid, when I was in fifth grade, my hero was the $6 million man. And I was so much into it that I would find plastic pieces of the airplane models I would put together and I would keep the chrome pieces and with rubber bands I would put the chrome pieces on my arm with rubber bands so that when my shirt would come up it would look like this arm is bionic <laughs> and I would walk around school and all my buddies and I if you'd hear us when we go to jump it was and then we had to use our eye it was and then when you had to pick something up it was and then it was running. Dun, 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 dun. We were the six million dollar man. We studied everything. Steve Austin, a man barely alive. But we can rebuild him. We can make him better. We can make him faster. We can make him stronger. I mean, it's been the 70s and I still remember. Why? He was my hero. And because he was my hero, I studied him. And because I studied him, I walked like him and imitated him. And I even had a bionic arm. He was my hero. And so I was meditating on what the Hebrews are trying to get through here and what the apostles is trying to get through. He says, it, it, it says it so plainly, it says, follow their examples because they inherited and they became an example. How they got it is the way you can get it. And so we're going to do that tonight. So go with me to Romans chapter 4. And, and, you know, so many times we don't study these patriots like we should. Now, you know, some of y'all know Robin Hood's coming out. Since y'all didn't like the uh, Iron Man, Robin Hood's coming out. I know everybody likes Robin Hood. Okay. Well, there's a superhero. You can reach higher. Go farther. All the heroes did the impossible and can do the impossible. 
Well, do you know all things are possible to them that believe? Through faith and patience, you can receive the impossible. Amen. So look here, Romans chapter 4, verse 16. I'm so glad y'all got an imagination. So this is the Living Bible. So the promise is received. So the promise is received by faith. How do you receive the promise? By faith. It is given as a free gift. And we are all certain to receive it. Whether or not we live according to the law of Moses. Or if we have faith like Abraham. Now I want to just stop there right quick. And I want to throw in what the message translation says here. Because I've spent three or four weeks with Paul. In chapter 3 and chapter 4. About not walking according to the law because the law won't give you any type of privileges. And I love the message translation. It says if you are doing what if you are following the law, you're reading the story backwards. If you're following the law, you're not heading towards heaven. You're heading towards Genesis, the fall. You're reading the Bible backwards. How many know we're reading the Bible forwards? And it goes on to say, For Abraham is the father of all who believe. That is what the scriptures mean when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened. This happened. Say this with me. This happened. What are you believing God for right now? Think about it. Think what you're believing God for. Whatever you're believing God for, think about this. This will happen. Whatever you're believing God for, this will happen. Because Abraham believed in God, you believe in God, who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God said to him, that's how many descendants you'll have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about a hundred years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead. And so was Sarah's womb. The message translation says he was shriveled up. Abraham never wavered in, he never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced, fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. Now remember, this is a superhero that we're supposed to study and we're supposed to copy. And because of Abraham's faith, because of your faith, God counted him righteous. And when Abraham... Uh, and, 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 and God counted him as righteous. It was just for Abraham's. It wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit too. There you go. Wait a minute. This whole thing about Abraham is for my benefit. And have I been studying it like I should? Because if something is for my benefit, I need to know about it. All this story about Abraham, all this study and all this, this work that Paul's been going through to argue with the Jews and everything else. He says here, catch on to this. He says the story of Abraham and all that Abraham went through. Abraham was 100 years old and believed God for 25 years for the promise of God to come true. And God had him wait for our benefit to understand. Don't worry about time, just trust God. For our benefit too, assuring us that God will also count us righteous if we believe in Him. The one who raised Jesus, our Lord, from the dead, He was handed over because of our sins, and He was raised to life to make us right with God. Amen. 
Abraham obtained God's promises through faith and patience. How many know we receive God's promises through faith and patience? Now listen, if you're taking notes as we go through this, I just want you to think about this. Not only are we just supposed to study Abraham's life and how he received the promises through faith, but, but we got to understand that Abraham, he's father. That means Abraham's story is my story. Just like Abraham has a story of the impossible, and Abraham, I'm going to show you some things tonight. Just like Abraham had a story of being guided where he didn't know where he was going, even as Abraham at times did not understand everything was God asking him to do, and he didn't quite understand why he was going through all that he was going through, and why it, Sarah just looking at Sarah every day, wanting to throw up his hands and say, it's no use, it'll never happen. All of this is for our cause, for us to see that Abraham went through all of this, so that whatever we're going through, our faith can grow stronger instead of weaker. And just like Abraham, the way Abraham got the promises is the way we can get the promises, because Father Abraham, our father, Father of faith is example uh, for his children how we can receive the promises as his did. His story is our story. His story is, I'll tell you one greater than that. The story of Jesus is our story too. Just as God raised Jesus from the dead, he has raised you from the dead. Amen. That's our story too. We share that story. Amen. So we share the story of Abraham. And it was written for our sake. And it, as we know, Abraham paved the way by faith and not by works. Hold your place there and look with me in Galatians chapter 3. Let me read a scripture to you here. Galatians chapter 3, verse 29. All the, this whole chapter is about Abraham. Here we go, Abraham. Abraham is so much in the Bible. Why? His story is our story. The way he got it is the way we get it. How many times do we find out there's books about how to get this and how to get that? You know what? You can get everything you need just studying Abraham. He's our father. Look at this. Galatians chapter 3 verse 29. And now that you belong to Christ, you are true children of Abraham. You are his heirs. And listen to this. And God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. Wow. What's that promise? To heal what doesn't work. To give you what you don't have. To wake your attention up to a future you don't even dream of. To bring you outside and show you the stars and paint a canvas of your heart and show you things that you're not even expecting or asking for. The things that eye has not seen nor ear has heard or the things I've prepared for you. So just like Abraham has received the promise, I've got promises for you that I want to paint upon your heart. The message translation says... Since you are Christ's family, then you are Abraham's famous descendants. Look at your and say, you didn't know I was famous, did you? T tell that person next to you, you didn't know I was famous. Here it is in the Word of God. You are famous. Is Abraham famous? Ask the, ask the Jews if they believe in Abraham. Ask the Muslims if they believe in Abraham. All those people believe in Abraham. All Christians believe in Abraham. So is he famous? Then you're famous. Because you're the descendant God spoke about in Genesis chapter 15. You famous bunch of people. Famous descendants, heirs according to the covenant promises. Wow. Amen. You are the seed. Listen to this. Watch this. Take this. You're not only the seed of Abraham. You are the fruit of Abraham's faith and patience. So now, your children, your job, your physical health, whatever you're believing God for, is going to be the fruit 
of the famous descendant of Abraham who are studying their father Abraham's way of faith and patience to inherit the promises. You will inherit the promises and you will gain entry into what God has promised you through the oath and the promise that he gave you through his word. He spoke things into creation that didn't exist. And all of this is saying that you are a famous descendant of Abraham. And as Abraham got it, you will get it too. Amen. The promises have not changed. He will, and, and these are the things, uh, just a few things I jotted down that Abraham ga- g- gained. And you need to write this down because so many times, Pastor, I don't know what to do. Well, the descendants of Abraham's faith opens the way into guidance. Abraham was guided. He was freed. Write that down. His faith freed him from Ur of Chaldees, from pagan worship, from being stuck in a routine in an area. His faith freed him. It guided him. Guess what? His faith blessed him. How many need a blessing? Because of his faith, he was blessed. Guess what? He got a healing. He was able to conceive not only one, but about six other kids. He was healed. He was freed. He was victorious. And he was prosperous. And all this happened because of faith. Is that what you want? It says we, he sa- it's said here in the scripture, we read in Galatians, it said Abraham our father many times. How many of you know little children like to imitate their father? And that's what it's saying here. You need to imitate Abraham. You need to imitate Abraham's faith. You need to get into this word. You need to feed it. You need to study it. You need to digest it. You need to think, what would Abraham do? How did Abraham do it? You need to meditate upon these things that we're studying here about Abraham through the whole word of God. That when, listen, uh, Faith is believing God at his word. When God speaks, creation, sickness, disease, poverty, listens. You ever saw that commercial? When so-and-so speaks, they listen. When God speaks, the disease and what is reverse of the promise has to listen. It has to listen. We prayed for you to be healed of cancer. Cancer has to listen to the voice of authority in the name of Jesus. You need the blessing of God, it's in the name of Jesus. Whatever you need is in the promises of God. And all of His promises are yes and amen. Hallelujah. And so what you got to understand here, whatever is against you has to listen. That's why Abraham could believe God. Abraham believed God to such a point that he believed that His loins, loins, will have to listen to the live voice of God. Let me ask you this. Do the oceans listen to God? Did the earth that didn't exist listen to God when he created it? Did man become a living being? Did he create the animals? Did he he create the universe and stars? All with the spoken word. Why? Everything created by, get this now. Abraham was shown the stars. Abraham studied and had faith in the God of creation. Abraham worshipped God as creator. In other words, Abraham had this faith. And Abraham, if you study all through the word of God, it says it over and over again. Abraham believed the word of God, the promise of God. Because in God's word is creative power. 
And when God spoke, he didn't need anything to make it work. His spoken word was enough. When you read his word out loud, it's as if his word is being spoken into you and over you. And his promises have to come to pass in the name of Jesus. Amen. If he created you, then everything in you must listen when your creator speaks over you. He speaks into you. He speaks life into you. He breathed life and man became a living being. He speaks life and life has to come into your organs and into your life. Abraham and Sarah were both dead. But it was enough for God just to say, I will do this. That Abraham said, that's all I need is your word. I don't need to see difference in my body, a difference in Sarah's body. I believe in your word and that's all I need. And instead of growing weaker because the days passed by... His faith grew stronger. Why? Because he knew the word goes into effect in its seed form. And when it's planted, it'll grow and it will harvest. Here's a definition of faith. Faith is an inward confidence that God is able to do what he said he will do. It's an inward confidence. Do you receive that? It's an inward confidence. I want to show, uh, show you Matthew chapter 9. Let's, let's study a little bit here about faith. Matthew chapter 9. This will change your life. Matthew chapter 9, verse 18. This will make us get voted as the most healthiest church. Not one sick or feeble among us. Amen? L look at Matthew chapter 9, verse 18. I believe... That Abraham had to get rid of Lot, his nephew, and others. Because sometimes you've got to be bold in faith to get rid of those. Even those who mean well. Listen now. Even those who mean well will pull you down. Even those who love you and mean it for your best. Will speak contrary to the promise of God and pull you down. Well, I'm speaking, this is a good word here. Even people who love you will pull you down. Even people who care for you and mean it well will pull you down. And sometimes in faith, listen to this. As Jesus, verse 18, as Jesus was saying, the leader of the synagogue came and knelt before him. My daughter has just died. And he said, but you can bring her back to life again if you just come and lay your hands on her. So Jesus and his disciples went up and went with him. And just then a woman who had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding came up behind him. She touched the fringe of his robe for she thought, if I just touch his robe, I'll be healed. Jesus turned and when he saw her, he said, daughter, be encouraged. Your faith. Your what? Your what? How did Abraham receive the promises? How did this woman of 12 years receive the promise? Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed at that moment. When Jesus arrived at the official's house, he saw the noisy crowd and heard the funeral music. Verse 24, I love the living Bible. Because you know, I, sometimes I have to talk to people and tell them, you need to quiet down. Rigmarole doesn't mean faith, it means doubt. You don't have to put on a show. You don't have to holler. You don't have to have a panic attack. You have to believe. And I've had to calm people down even in front of here and they don't come back. But my interest and Jesus' interest is in the healing of that person, not the feelings 
of their flesh. The feelings of their flesh and their emotions will kill their child. People who care greatly for you will kill you with their negative words if you allow them to. And listen to what Jesus said here. The Living Bible. Get out! Now most people would stop being a follower of Jesus right there. I thought Jesus was love. Love was speaking with authority. Get out. He told them. The girl isn't dead. She's only asleep. But the crowd laughed at him. After the crowd was put outside, however, Jesus went in, took the girl by the hand, and she stood up. Sometimes you got to separate from the words and the attitudes even of the most meaningful person. The people there at the funeral were crying because the child had died. And they meant well. But Jesus couldn't do a miracle until he had cast it out. Sometimes you have to be strong to walk in the promises of Abraham. I'm being patient for the promise. But I'm not going to be patient of you continue discouraging me that I will not be healed and I will not be made whole because I know I've received a promise from God. Amen? Do you know that faith is so powerful? The Word of God says that all things are possible to him that believe. Do you know that? All things are possible. Listen to this. Abraham's faith was, I believe that all things are possible, even those things beyond my own ability. I can't make a child. I can't take enough stuff to, get, to make a child. It's beyond my ability, but my God can do it. You may have got a report from the doctor, somebody on the internet, somebody listened to this tape. I prayed for somebody before service tonight uh, that don't come here, and I prayed for somebody before service yesterday that don't come here. But they heard that we have had many miracles of people being healed of cancer. So they come here, and we anoint them with oil, and we pray for them. And I may be telling somebody here, the doctors may be beyond, may beyond their ability to heal you. I had a lady in, in, in the prayer room yesterday. She wanted to pray me, play me the cassette of the doctor telling her that if she survives the operating table, she'll probably end up having a bag, be on a respirator, and only live maybe three more months. And she had that on a tape recorder of the doctor saying it, and she listened to it over and over again, and she pulled it out, and she says, do you want to listen to it? I said, no, that's not God's word, that's man's word. If I'm going to pray for you, don't ever listen to that again. I went and got her healing scriptures. I got her a CD on Sister Dodie being healed of cancer. I gave her the word. I gave her the scriptures. And I said, now you start listening to this. If you keep listening to the doctor, you'll die. But you listen to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and our God, and the Father of Jesus Christ, you'll live. And I know for a lot of people, oh, you know, you're not supposed to talk that way. When it comes to somebody's life, tell me this. Do doctors have good bed manners? Then why do pastors have to have good bed manners? You're dying! Stop believing a lie! Stop allowing the devil to tell you you're going to die and the devil has more power than God. That is a lie. Don't tell me that God can't raise you from the dead. Don't tell me God can't heal you of sickness and disease. Don't tell me that Jesus Christ is not the same yesterday, today, and forever. Don't tell me. Roll that stone away. Stink or no stink. Come alive 
in Jesus' name. You can't always have bad manners. You can't always be Mr. and Miss Polite. You can't always worry about people's emotions because it's about their healing and their life. It says Abraham left his daddy. He says, Dad, you can't follow me where I'm following me because you're going to pull me back. He had to put Lot away. Too much fighting and dispute. You're not going to wreck the atmosphere of my promise getting to me. Nobody. I don't care if it's family. I don't care if it's friends. I don't care if it's my own natural flesh. Nothing. Listen now. It says we're supposed to study those. You, you, you know, you're supposed to study those who inherit the promises. And we're always around, going around, whining and crying. Why don't I have it? Why isn't it working for me? What's wrong with my life? What have I done? What the pastor's not doing? I'm not getting fed. What's going on? What's happening in my life? Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. No. You've got to study Abraham who paid the price and through faith and patience inherited the promises. Because I'm going to tell you something. I've been serving Jesus since 1969. I've been to 12 countries and 12 states. This works. All the promises of God are yes and amen. I didn't die of malaria. I don't even have the frequent attacks of malaria because this word works. My child, who was supposed to be in a wheelchair and was going to a school for Down syndrome children, was supposed to be healed of autism. But my child is an honor roll student at Pineville High. They can tell you whatever they want to tell you, but through faith and patience, through faith and patience, this word works. And I don't care what anybody has to say because it's a testimony of what a living God can do. And all Abraham did was believe the spoken word of God. The spoken word of God. Amen. Look at that. I haven't even got to my points. Let, let me get to this point though. It's, it's eight on the dot so you can give me two minutes, right? In Romans chapter 4 verse 21. Let me just give you this. Romans chapter 4, verse 21, it says that Abraham was fully persuaded. Say that with me. Fully persuaded. The word persuade means this. To induce. It's Mother's Day. Guess where my mind went? Induced labor. The per, the, I, I can't even read the whole thing. I'll stop right there. The word fully persuaded means... That God induced faith and patience in the heart of Abraham to get what needed to be done and give birth to what God had promised. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That is inducing the word of God in my heart, renewing my mind, getting agreement with the word of God. Faith will get the, make the impossible happen when I, if, if you're going through something, it's not the time to go take a nap. It's the time to induce the Word of God. When our son was autistic, we had a six-hour video back then with Benny Hinn, Joel, John, John Osteen, all these other ministers, and we would play the video while we went to bed and went to sleep. 
By his bed, we had a tape player where the word of God would preach at night while he slept. We had worship and praise. We had the word. We had the confession. It didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen in four years. It didn't happen in six years. It didn't happen in seven years. It more started happening better and better at eight or nine years. But it took a few years to happen. But you know what? We induced healing. Induced. When my wife had to have that, her, her birth induced, they stuck that thing in her back and stuck tubes in her, and they had to put that stuff. To, we got to induce labor because there's not enough centimeters going on here. Nothing's going to happen if we don't induce this and cause the centimeters to grow because we got to get that big head through here. Well, sometimes you're going to have to get in the Word of God and get on a strict diet of the Word of God. And you're going to have to stay away from the whiners and the complainers and the crybabies and the doubters, the doubters, the doubters, the doubters. You're going to have to get off of the doubting TV. You're going to have to turn the news off for a long time. You're going to have to have induced, persuaded, to induce, to undertake a course of action or embrace a point of view. By means of argument. Now, if this is the true definition, that means that Abraham argued with himself. And when I had to walk through things, I have to argue with me. I don't have to argue with people about my healing. I got to argue with me. I don't even have to argue with the doctor because he won't believe what I'm saying anyway. But when I start feeling bad i got to argue with me, and that's that word persuaded. You're not going to die, Cobb. You're going to declare the works of the Lord. You're going to live and declare the works of the Lord. I, I, I dare to argue with poverty that it is not going to be my ruin. I dare to argue with a layoff being the end of our life as we know it. I dare to argue because he is the El Shaddai, not the sometime. I dare to argue with my feelings. I dare to argue with even my dreams that try to bring me down. I dare to argue with the man or the woman who tries to talk me out of it. I'm sure the people thought Abraham was crazy because he went around for 25 years, an old man talking baby, 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 baby. I'm sure they got tired. Well, sometimes they'll get tired of hearing you talk prosperity and blessing and healing and uh, increase and your right mind and, and free from pain and all these other things. And they may say, man, all they talk is that faith junk. Well, I tell you what, it's not faith junk. I've just been told to copy Abraham who through faith and patience inherited what God has spoken. And sometimes you just got to get dog determined. You got to hold on and you got to argue with yourself. You got to argue with what people say. You got to argue with the lie because because you can only believe the truth when it comes to God's promises. The word persuade means an action or embrace a point of view by means of argument or reasoning. It means to prevail to do something. By urging and advising. Okay, I'm going to take the advice of Abraham. Through faith and patience inherited the promise. I'm going to take the advice of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Who escaped the fiery furnace. I'm going to take the advice of Noah. Who for 130 years built an ark. And never seen rain. And there was no water around. But he built it because he heard the voice. I dare to take the advice of Elijah. Who went to a brook. And ravens brought him meat twice a day. 
I dare to take the advice of Elijah and the widow that learned that God can take a little oil and make it supply and pay all the debt. I dare to take the advice of Jesus who said, destroy this temple in three days, I'll rise it, raise it again. Take the advice, be persuaded that neither death nor principalities or powers can separate you from the love and the power of God. It means to induce, it says, it uses the word induce, to induce to believe by appealing to understanding and to persuade the judge. Is there a judgment of death on you? Then you need to persuade it. It cannot work. Is there a judgment of failure on you? You need to persuade, be persuaded to persuade it that it cannot operate and control and manifest in your life. Amen? Fully persuaded. That's the high place of faith. Write this down. I need to be persuaded until the circumstances change. I have to be persuaded till the circumstances change. Amen? People will try to talk you out. Do you know my wife and I, when we went to the mission field, we, we were receiving $25 a month in 1982. We were married two months. Went to a number of my daddy's preacher friends. They didn't want to support us because we were 17 and 18 years of age. They said, we won't support you, but we'll send you money to get you back here when you get down there and you want to come back home. That's good encouragement. You're not going to make it, in other words. Y'all are foolish. Y'all are crazy. Who ever heard of two kids going down to the jungles to work with the Mayan and the Ketchi Indians? We're not going to support you, but we'll help you get back when you mature enough to see or when you're starving or hungry enough to see you made a mistake. Precious, good-hearted people. But are, I'm, were we going to let them persuade us of a future of 18 years in the foreign land that we made? Were we going to let them persuade us that we couldn't make it at the very beginning? It's amazing that after a few years... How many of them did start supporting us and supported us to the very end? And some still support the work in Argentina because they saw what we, God told us to do. God brought us through. We were persuaded, so we went, and it worked. Abraham, not knowing where he was going, was persuaded. He went, and it worked. You have to study. The lives of those who paved the way, the heroes who paved the way for you and I to make it out. Amen? Not partially persuaded. Partially persuaded means I tried that tithing thing and for six months I tithed and it never got better. No, you were partially persuaded. You can say Malachi 3, 10 and 11 is a lie. You going to tell God that he's a liar to his face? That he won't rebuke the devourer and open up the windows of heaven? Well, I tried it and it didn't work. Abraham says, you don't try it. You do it, and it will work. It will come to pass. But partially persuaded, you won't believe in anything long. The first time you go through trouble, and the first time it gets hard, and the first time you get a bad report, you see, I knew it didn't work. I knew he was a bunch of hot air. I knew it wasn't true. 
then you were partially persuaded. Because you see, it's not my word. I can't perform nothing. Like my old mentor in Honduras used to say, I can't heal a chicken. A chicken. But he couldn't say chicken. He said a chicken. I can't heal a chicken. But I know a God who can. And so all this about studying Abraham is to be fully persuaded. If we become a church of fully persuaded saints, we'll reach this region and we'll reach the nations. You'll see a transformation come in your life like you've never seen before. But you've got to get induced faith to have the labor of what God has called you to do. Amen. Did you get anything out of this? Amen. How many are ready for inducing? Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and stand. Thank you for the extra 10 minutes. Glory to God. Father, we come before you and we thank you that, Lord, you are a rewarder of them that diligently seek you. That, Lord God, you said through faith and patience we inherit the promises. And, Lord, I just pray right now that you cause our ears and spirit to be sensitive and that we will get on a diet of your word, meditating day and night. Therefore, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Therefore, faith shall be induced unto the manifestation of what we believe you for. You are faithful to your promises. Abraham is an example and an encouragement to us to keep standing and believing no matter what. And Lord, we pray that we will not be partially persuaded. But Lord, we say with that man, help my unbelief. I believe, but help my unbelief. Lord, we're here tonight and we say, help our unbelief. Areas of our life that we may be struggling and trusting and believing, expecting. Help us to put our trust and faith in the God of the impossible. And I thank you that just as these two ladies I have prayed for over the last two days. I thank you that, Lord, these shall turn into testimonies of how great and how awesome you are. As well as everyone else here. We pray and we ask this in the name above all names, Jesus Christ. And the church says, Amen. 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 We love you. God bless you. See you Sunday morning, 1030, Sunday school at 915. Greet somebody. Tell them what you love. You need prayer. We'll be here to pray with you. God bless you.